a year and a half, basically, of online school, if I count how I did, uh, how I finished off my high school academic year. And so it was just, um, you get tired of getting on the computer and having to look and see what assignments you need to do. It was just like, I just want to be done. <laughs> Hello, my name is Lynette Caldwell, and I am your host and creator of Her Real Life, the podcast about her, you, and me. The sounds you will experience are collections of my unfiltered thoughts, conversations, and views from people I've encountered, or other cool people will all want to know a little better. This is basically my way of showing how we as women live very similar lives and have very similar experiences. We just live those lives in different hoods, on different streets. What you are about to hear is Her Real Life. Today, I am super duper excited to introduce and present. Um, I feel like I know her well, but I really don't. I don't know her that well. <laughs> I know her mom, but because I'm friends with her mother, I feel like she's like part of me. I don't even know why I'm saying all that, but I do feel like that, Riley. Anyway, um, <laughs> she is a um, beautiful, like sweet, intelligent um, college student. Um, our connection, as I've already shared, is her mother. Her mother and I have become friends over the past couple of years, two or three years. And her mother is a beautiful woman, just inside and out, like anointed, just friendly. Our kids have kind of um, cultivated a relationship. Um, and I feel like we're all family. But... Without further ado, I want to introduce to some, like I said, and present to others, Miss Riley Winslow. Yay! Hi, Riley. <laughs> Hi. Thanks <laughs> so, for having me. You are so welcome. I am excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. But first, I want you to share with um, everybody that's listening who you are, and then I'll pop in and talk about why you're here today. Okay. Um, my name is Riley Winslow. I will be a sophomore at Marshall University in the fall. I currently play on the volleyball team there, and I graduated from New Albany High School uh, this past year in 2020. I am 19 and loving life and excited to be here. Well, good, good. So Riley is a college student, and currently she is at home for the break. So Riley, with you being home now, was that different? Because it's only what May is it? May, May it's in May. So yeah, would you normally be out right now? Or did COVID kind of change some things? I would normally be home right now. But I just wouldn't have come home so early because I actually came home around um I think it was around April 15th or somewhere in there mm -hmm. because after our season was over, I was allowed to come home because all of my classes were online this year. And so our season ended April 1st and we got home on, I think it was April 4th or April 5th back to campus. And so then I stayed a week to try and like meet some people because I hadn't met anyone at all. Uh, during the year due to like online classes and then just kind of staying in my own bubble because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so then I came home after a week of staying on campus. Wow. So 
Yeah. We're going to get into all of the ins and outs of being a college kid in COVID, but I just, I know that things are different for you now. You're, you're working. You told me you were working mm-hmm. and you are a senior. You were, a, you just graduated from New Albany High School. And so there's so many things that I'm like, I'm itching to talk to you about. But before we do all of that, that fun stuff, the the deep stuff, we're going to do something that's fun. So there's a game that I play with everybody that comes on to the show. And it is called The Five. And basically, it is a... <laughs> It's a rapid <laughs> fire, like question answer. Um, I want you to tell me the first thing that pops to your mind. And if we need to talk about it, we can take a minute and, you know, like explain. You can explain or you can ex- expound, whatever you want to do. But we only have five okay. minutes to do this part. So you think you're ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You you about to like bust it out. You're going to win. <laughs> There's nothing to win. Uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to win but we get to learn more about you so that i'm excited about it so that's that's this is the fun part of the the show so your timer okay. i'm getting ready to start it's going to start in three two and one would you consider yourself being early or late early do you like to fly or drive drive are you an introvert or an extrovert i think i'm an extrovert you think yeah, because I just, I don't know, like, I like to make friends and stuff, Yeah. but then sometimes I do get shy whenever I have to, like, contact people. Like, I tried to make my own appointment today, and I completely snapped and had my mom do it. But, I mean, with people my age, I do a pretty good job. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Are you a singer or a dancer? Singer. Definitely oh. a singer. Okay, so we're going to have to hear some of that. Yeah. All right, okay. Do you, are you a lipstick or an eyeshadow girl? Neither. Let's just do lip gloss. That's all you wear? Yeah, lip gloss and mascara. That's it. See, you don't have to wear anything. I don't know anyway. how to do makeup. And, and trust me, <laughs> it's okay. I didn't, have to, I didn't know how to do makeup until like maybe four years ago. So don't feel bad. You do such a good job with yours too. Well, thank you. I have a friend that I've been yeah. watching, so she just, like helps me out. We can talk about that Aww. later. <laughs> okay. So, do you use words or emojis? I know you're Generation Z. So, what do you use when you text or communicate? I I actually use words, but I'll put like a laughing emoji at the end of almost every message, <laughs> <laughs> even if it's not funny. It's cool. Well, like, sometimes I feel like I'm being too serious, so I try and lighten the mood and, like, just throw a laughing emoji at the end. <laughs> Wait, do you use full words or do you use abbreviations? Because I really, it bothers me when people use abbreviations. Um, I use full words most of the time, but then, like, I don't know. Sometimes I'll find myself when I'm writing and I'll have to, like, really think about it. Like, how do I spell this word or did I spell it all the way? <laughs> Bless Gen Z's heart. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you like coffee or tea? Do you drink either of those? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I guess matcha is considered a tea because it's green tea, but I drink coffee too. So uh, I'll just say coffee okay. because it's just so good. Okay. <laughs> do you like cash or a card? Are you able to use a card? Do you have a card? I do have a card. But I don't know. I think I would say card instead because I feel like the biggest amounts are always on the card. Okay. Okay. 
text or yeah. call? Text. Oh man. Okay. For sure. <laughs> Do you like oatmeal or cereal? Cereal. Okay, you only can pick one. Lyrics or instrumental for music? Lyrics. Fresh or frozen food? Fresh for sure. What's your favorite smell? My favorite smell. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I would have to say it would be um, my Bath and Body Works lotion. I think it's called like Maui something. I don't know. Or it's like Paradise Sunset. I think that's it. It smells amazing. It's in a blue bottle. I've only got one lotion and I don't see it all the time. It smells awesome. Okay, there you have it. Um, music, book, or pen and paper? Repeat that one again. Music, book, or pen and paper? Uh, music. Okay, do you like to write with a pen or a pencil? Pens make me feel powerful, and I like whenever they write like really smooth so I have never heard pins make me feel powerful but from now on every time I use one I'm gonna feel powerful because that is that is a word okay um hood or umbrella umbrella for sure do you cross your t's before you dot your i's hmm, I think I do okay sweet or unsweet tea and I mean like real sweet tea not Unsweet. I'm. I will water sweet tea down. What? Yes, I've always done that. I cannot take sweet tea. We might not oh. be able to be friends. Because <laughs> that that yes. is. <laughs> I have got to have unsweet tea, or I can add in a little bit of sweet, and then the rest will be unsweet. Okay, we're gonna pray about that. All right, biscuits <laughs> or cornbread? Oh, biscuits. Yes. Um. When you play tic-tac-toe, are you the X's or the O's? You got 13 seconds. I think I'm an O. You start in the middle or in the corner? In the corner. Okay, five seconds. Bath or shower? Oh, shower. All right, and we're done. See? That was fun. Nice. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was. And I learned um, that we're just going to have to pray about you and sweet tea. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's that's. If, if I don't take anything else away from here, I'm just gonna pray that spirit of sweet tea on Riley's life because yes. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> yes, but I think it's so. a Midwest thing. I think it's a mid because like I'm from the South, and I feel mm -hmm. like I grew up with. I know for sure because when I used to make sweet tea, I would put two cups of sweet of sugar in my sweet tea. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I know it's terrible. Oh my goodness. It was like, James would be like, this is syrup. No, this is heaven. What are you talking about? I need oh all goodness. of this sugar. It literally, if I had a pitcher, it literally would have probably almost <laughs> half of it was sugar, but it was so good. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I cannot do real sweet stuff. And like the taste makes me like, ooh, I just put water in, mix it up. Yeah, it's much better for me. See, I can't have My mom says... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I can't have a lot of sugar, so I just don't drink it at all because I don't want it to be half-sweetened. Yeah. What does your mom say? My mom says that I, like, 
I'm super plain and I don't like flavorful things. <laughs> I don't think it's true, but no, it's I true. am pretty plain Jane with some things. <laughs> this is true. Kim, I, I agree. I agree with you because she doesn't yeah. like sweet tea. And what else do you not like that, that your mama has well, to say that you're plain? Well, I whenever I go to Subway, I just get like provolone cheese, uh, like turkey or ham. I get it toasted, and then I'll get, like, lettuce and tomato, and that's it. Or not tomato. It's mayonnaise, and that's it. She's like, that's such a plain sandwich. You could make that at home. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we were at the grocery the other day, and she wants to get the, um, what was it? It was, like, French toast bagels. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'd rather just have the plain wheat bagels. Like, I don't want French toast. And I just. I don't know. I whenever I make my sandwiches at home, it's literally just turkey and mayonnaise. Like I do not like a whole lot going on with my food unless I'm going to eat at like a, an ethnic food restaurant. Mm-hmm. But besides that, yeah, I'm pretty plain Jane. Man, and I'm I'm with your mama because if you're just making turkey and mayonnaise and some cheese, we didn't have to go to Subway and spend eight dollars for that. Yeah, that's what she says. <laughs> She's no. like, why am I paying for this? Because <laughs> we had all this stuff at the house and we got chips too. Yeah. So we could have easily knocked this out before we left the house. Yeah. Right. I don't need you to put something else on the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Riley's like, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> and that's okay. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what makes the world go around. Because if I can tell you something, I've never had mayonnaise. Are you serious? Or ranch. Yeah. Not any miracle whip? Nothing ever. Oh, no. I've never had mustard either. Why is that? I don't know. Like, my parents never made me eat it. My mom and my dad both mm-hmm. like it. They It was always in our house, but they never made mm-hmm. me eat it. And I really don't like how it looks or smells. So, yeah. I don't have, I've never had salad dressing either. Ooh, ranch. Oh, my God. Like, I've never had ranch. You've got to try some, like, you could put ginger dressing, like the Japanese ginger dressing. You could put it on there. I think I'm good. And they sell that. It's so good. I think, I think I'm good. I'm about like you and sugar. Um, not, I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing it. Not, not doing sweet tea. I'm not doing condiments. So we good. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, are you eating that salad dry? Yes, because I don't know any other way to eat it. Like, it just. Yeah. I don't put anything on my sandwiches. I put. Yep. Um, I started using olive oil. And I started oh, using, yeah. like, I have had Olive Garden's um, salad dressing. And I do like that. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's not so like mayonnaise based because a lot of salad dressings are mayonnaise mm-hmm. based, and that's just not who I am. I had no idea. <laughs> oh my gosh, my facial expression just like changed completely. I know they're what? like, I'm I'm a real person. Like there's people like me all over the world. <laughs> they eat their sandwiches oh, dry, eat their salads dry. Like I just don't, I don't do it. I don't know. I one of my friends said. She was like a food um a food person and she said mm-hmm. you're you're probably one of the few people that actually know what your food tastes like. Yeah. And I was like, you're That's right. True. Because I don't have it covered up or drenched in whatever it is people put on their food. That is true. But I love my sugar though. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
it is yeah. what it is either way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've had fun, we're going to do, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Every part of the show is just learning about you and, and showing people who you are and hearing your heart. So I usually ask all of my people that come on, um, to think about some things. So okay. what do you think is something that you can teach in five minutes? A volleyball approach, for sure. It is ingrained in my memory, that <laughs> left, right, left. And if you're left-handed, it's right, left, right. Yes. And I can like picture myself doing it right now because we had to work on it so much for me to get my timing down to be able to go and hit the ball. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's everything because you can do it from anywhere on the court. Everybody's going to know how to do it. And it's just a basic skill or a basic, I don't know, movement when you're on the court. You're right. Like when you said volleyball approach, my mind immediately went to left, right, left. And my arms, I can yes. see my arms going up, but like I even hit my hands on my legs, left, right, left. Like you just, it's something yeah. you never forget. Exactly. And you I clap see that. it out. Yes. <laughs> I see the girl with her arms up, like left arm up, right arm pulled back mm-hmm. like a like an arrow, like you're pulling back an arrow. Yes. Like it's in your mind. Once you're a volleyball player and they teach you that, it doesn't matter if you're a libero, it doesn't matter if you're defense defensive specialist, whatever, or yeah. just anybody on the team, everybody knows this is what you do for a volleyball approach. Yeah. And it doesn't take long. You're right. Like literally now it might take them a little bit longer to hit the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to like do all you of those things. Yeah. Get but, all your timing down and everything, but it just it works out. Once you get that, you're pretty much set. Yes. Okay. So tell me something that you want other people to know about you, but nobody ever asks. Hmm. I remember I had written this down when I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what it was. Let me look for a second. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. What is, <laughs> was it something um, about volleyball? Like it yes, does, I okay. think it was. Yeah. What, you, what yes. you sent to me was, you said, I know now that I'm not justified by volleyball, but used to yes. judge some of my confidence and worth off how I was performing. So... Yes. I'm going to read that again, and then I want you to explain that to me. You said, I ask you, okay. what are something? what is something you want others to know, but nobody ever asked? You said, I know now that I'm not justified by volleyball, but used to judge some of my confidence and worth off how I was performing. So tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Okay, so this year at school, my coach had told us, she's like, you guys are more than just volleyball players. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, like, yeah. But up until I got into college, I would, um, I would basically base how my confidence and how I carried myself uh, off of how I'd been doing in practices and my games and things. Mm -hmm. And so I would just, be kind of mopey if I wasn't doing well like it would carry over into everyday life outside of volleyball yeah and I just it was very hard for me to see like that I was still like cool and like still um like not I wouldn't say like my worst but I just would like carry myself differently if I wasn't doing well yeah and I 
didn't realize that there's like a separation between who I was and my sport because I was like, if I were to quit, I had some rough seasons of club with volleyball and I questioned like, if I quit, who would I be? Like, who am I mm-hmm. without my sport? And then I was like, I probably wouldn't have some of the friends I have now because I have them because of volleyball. Yeah. And then I was like, if I'm not an athlete, like, what am I? And so I realized that volleyball doesn't, like, I mean, it's a big part of me, but it's not, like, it doesn't define my worth. And if I'm not doing well in volleyball, I can still have a good time outside of it. And I can still have friends and, like, I can still be me and be confident even if I'm not doing well. Like, that's just one area of life, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't affect all my others. And I think that's important, too. And just a side note, another connection that Riley and I have is Kiva because Riley mm-hmm. was a part of the Kiva volleyball program. And my daughter is also a part of that. But mm-hmm. from a fellow um, volleyball player and a fellow athlete that was like legit an athlete from the time I was first grade, kindergarten, first grade, like yeah. I was playing a sport. I get that. Sometimes I understand um, how you could feel like, well, what am I supposed to be doing if I'm not doing a sport? And then on top of it, when it gets even more serious, because when I was your age, I was more involved in um, basketball. Like I did AAU Mm -hmm. basketball. So I didn't do the club thing for volleyball because I wasn't, that wasn't my focus to get into college or that kind of thing. Um, Although that changed, but so I I kind of knew, like, if I'm not playing basketball, I played other sports, but people knew, okay, Lynette is a basketball player. So mm-hmm. you get that it's almost like the only thing you are. So when you say, yes. I don't, you know, people don't really realize this about me, I don't think they ever stop to ask kids. Like, back in the day when I was younger, people would say, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it, mm-hmm. an athlete was you know, I want to go to school to play ball, but I'm not going to be a professional. Like I, I never aspired yeah. to be a professional, but now kids mm-hmm. legit will say, I'm going to be in the NFL. I'm going to be in the NBA. I'm going to be a beach volleyball yeah. player because these are things that are more and more attainable. Cause I'm just telling you, y'all are built different. Like <laughs> the kids these days, everybody's eight foot tall. They're strong. Yeah. Cause they start out so early so these are things that yeah. you can actually do. Like, I I mean, I thought, mm-hmm. well, maybe. But it's so interesting to hear you say, you know, now I know I'm not justified. And I'm glad that you feel that way. Yeah. Because you could have easily gone through um, college, four more years of playing a sport. And then what happens? Because unless if you go to the next level, let's say you don't go to the next level. Like, mm-hmm. if you still have that mindset of volleyball is all I am. What do you do? Like that cause that's set up for complete failure. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And that's how my thought process was because I almost didn't like, I was a late recruit. And so I was getting worried. Like mm-hmm. if I don't play volleyball, like what am I going to do? Like, how are people going to see me? How is that going to look? And I was also just wondering, like, I think I'm going to have a bunch of regrets. So I'm glad I stuck with it. I'm very glad I stuck yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm glad that sometimes it only takes just a little word that you hear from somebody. Yeah. 
because Mm -hmm. I know your family. So I know that they've always spoke life into you and they've always made you believe you could do anything. But as a mom, I also know that sometimes what we say really doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, like to some extent, it it doesn't have the weight that we want it to at the moment. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, like we can I, say I all those things. So, yeah. for you to hear it, sometimes you have to hear little things from other people. Yeah, and then it's like, ooh, okay, this it just triggers um, an aha moment, like a light bulb moment. Yeah, but this shows because tell me other things that you did in in high school. Were you on the court for the prom? Did y'all do y'all have a prom? Not prom. Oh, um, homecoming. I, I was on homecoming court and I won homecoming queen. Wait, and, what? What? Uh, Let's re, re, re. during football season. Rewind. <laughs> what did you say now? I was homecoming queen for the fall of my senior year for football homecoming court. Oh, oh okay. Okay. So we're not just <laughs> a volleyball player. We are um, homecoming <laughs> queen. And I'm sure you had excellent grades, right? I did um, get, I was in the top 10 of my class, and then I um, graduated with, they called it the, I think it was just the academic honors diploma. I didn't want to do the step above that, the, um, I don't even know what that was called, IB. I was just, I wouldn't have had any time for anything else for <laughs> academics. But yeah, I I um, take a lot of pride in my grades. Those are very important to me. Okay, so I'm going to rewind again because um, <laughs> you were the homecoming queen um, during your fall season at high school. You um, graduated with academic honors. And what else did you tell me? Uh, top 10 in my class. Oh, okay. So top 10 in your <laughs> class. So... I don't know if anybody else is hearing what I'm saying, um, but <laughs> clearly you are not just a volleyball player. And I know you already know that. I'm just saying, like, Thank these you. are the dimensions of who you are. And these are like small things because there's many other things that you are as well. So for you to achieve academic honors, being in the top 10 of your class, and are y'all a 4A, 3A, 4A? 4A. 4A school, which means that's pretty mm-hmm. large. So um, in a class of a 4A high school, you were in the top 10 while playing high school sports, a very intense (laughs) club program for volleyball, all the things. So like, (laughs) you know, I mean, you were like, it was just academic honors. Like, I didn't want to go. I mean, these are things that are incredible, (laughs) super incredible. You know what I mean? Thank you. So Thank I you. I am very, very proud to know you. I'm very proud um, for Rowan to get to know you better. And because I mean, this is an inside joke, but um, Riley doesn't realize it just yet. But she's going to be Rowan's <laughs> sister-in-law because I really want her to marry yes. <laughs> Riley's little brother. Yes. <laughs> just a side note, yeah. just a side note. But um, yeah. I'm just I'm glad that there are girls like you women like you that she can look up to and see that you can do all the things thank you so that makes me happy 
Good, thanks. Yeah, I just I just want to throw all that out there because even though you know that, <laughs> even though you've experienced that and you did all those things, sometimes we just need to hear it out loud when somebody else is saying, like, you a boss. Like a serious Thank boss. You. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to move forward. Now, um, what do you feel like inspires you? I feel like my parents inspire me because I just see how hard that they work to like create the life that we have. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate it. So I want to like, I'm, I don't know if I would say uphold this standard, but I want to work just as hard. And cause they both went to school and they, um, chased their dreams. And like my mom even went back to school to become a nurse and stuff. And that's pretty hard whenever you have kids and a job. Yeah. And so I just want to, um, just following their footsteps and then even more so, you know? And like I said, um, you come from great people. Like I just, there's just, they're special. And when you have good examples, regardless of what path you take, because sometimes we all take different paths. You are destined for greatness because you have great parents and you have people praying for you and people who love you. And that's all you really need. Yes, that is true. So the last part of this little segment of my show, um, I always, I ask two significant questions. The first one is, do you think the little girl that you were would look up to the young woman that you are now? Yes, she would. And I believe she would because um, I've stayed true to my values and everything Mm -hmm. whenever, like, the world is a place that, Either it'll easily corrupt you or it'll just try to get you to fold to its agenda and things. And so I feel that I've stuck to um, my values pretty well. And um, I've, I don't know, I haven't folded to what is out there. Like there's certain um, like media and music Mm -hmm. that I could have easily thought was okay and I just, I listened to what my parents said and I was ingrained in me and I stayed close to the Lord. And so I feel like she'd be very proud of that, but also to see that like I'm playing volleyball at the next level. And that was a thing that I did not think I could do for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think she'd be happy to see that I stuck with it. (laughs) Yeah. I I think she'd be like, I like her. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. she's a cool kid you know how when you're young and you always yeah. see the older kids and you're just like oh wow can I just yes. hang out with you I really believe that I didn't know you as a little girl but I would have to say she would want to hang out with you again right now yes I definitely know she would <laughs> that's good so I'm into sounds sound waves are part of mm-hmm. my logo like um sounds they just provoke a lot of things for me and I always ask yeah. all of my guests if you could be a sound what would you be, and why would you be that sound? I would definitely be the birds chirping in the morning because, like, in the summertime, I feel like it signifies that the world is awake, mm-hmm. and uh, it makes it easier for me whenever I wake up if I can, like, hear the birds because I know that someone's, like, awake with me oh. when I get up really early. And then, I don't know, it just it's like spring and summer. That's when I hear it the most, mm-hmm. and it's, like, such a fresh sound and I am really into like I don't know not signs and things but I love like the natural stuff that God does on the earth to like let us know like hey it's a beautiful day or like hey the day has started mm-hmm. and it's just 
See, I just love you. Like, I love talking to you because, I mean, even though you're only 19, because that's so young still, the fact that Mm -hmm. it just, everything you say, um, it just proves that you come from good people. Like, I know I keep saying that, but you talk about God and your relationship and not folding to the pressures of society and music and Mm -hmm. the trends. And I know as a 42 year old, 42 year old woman, sometimes it's hard mm-hmm. to continue to do the things, but then oh, yeah. to, to be 19 where every trend is crazy and all the music yeah. is out of control and just the pressures of perfection and all of the stuff. It just speaks mm-hmm. volumes that you're able to like not crack under that pressure. But when you know yeah. God, that that that's all that matters yeah that is true that makes me happy talking to you okay thank you so (laughs) you are part of generation z right yeah and i've done a little bit of research on it and i know you've done a little bit of research on it and um i think i'm generation x i can't remember like i'm on the cusp because i'm um 79 and i think i'm generation x um, and I don't know a lot about all of that, but I know <laughs> I was one of the generation. I'm the generation that actually experienced life before cell phones and like um, the Internet. Mm-hmm. But I also experienced yeah. it when the Internet hit because I was yeah. probably a freshman in high in college whenever email got big. Like everybody uh-huh. was doing emails and stuff. So as a being part of Gen Z, um, how do you do like relationship stuff? Oh goodness. So I wasn't very good with this part because relationships require like time to be put aside so that people know that they're important. And so, um, in my previous relationship, like I would always spend time with my boyfriend and I didn't make time for my friends. And so, whenever things were not maybe going my way or I just wanted like a girl's opinion, mm-hmm. I like at first, um, when I say at first, I started dating him uh, my sophomore year. And so I had like some like at school friends and stuff, but not many people that I could talk to about like personal things. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really want to share my business with everyone. And I was like, I could only go to my mom. And I love my mom. Don't get me wrong. She's mm-hmm. still my best friend. Yeah. But, like, sometimes you need, like, a girlfriend, you know, like, somebody yes. to chat with. And so my senior year, I started to make um, better girlfriends. But then I also realized, like, I had went several years without making time for friends, too. And I, I kind of lost some friends. And, I mean, you know, there's girl stuff in it high school so yeah it's not always your fault <laughs> but um one friend in particular I think I should have nurtured that friendship more by just spending time with her mm-hmm. and she asked me to spend time but I always I was always busy with volleyball and if I wasn't I wouldn't ask her to hang out because I wanted to be with my boyfriend and so I realize now the importance of making time for friendship and you can't always, I mean, you can text somebody and check in on them and yeah, that means something, mm-hmm. but it means even more whenever you like, Hey, let's hang out this day. Or are you free then? Because 
that shows that you're actively trying to um, strengthen that relationship. And so this summer, I've, like, contacted some of my friends already. And then I tell you, like, we need to hang out more this summer. Hey, what days are you available? Because you can easily lose friends in this day and age just due to relying on social media to do all the work for you. Like, you can have an online friend, I guess, but if, you're, if you never hang out, are you even really friends? You right, know? right. Like, right. your acquaintances and, like, having a, a bunch of acquaintances is not as fun as having a couple close friends. Like, I'm not saying pour your energy into everybody, but at least give some effort to a couple because you, like, going to college and realizing that, like, my teammates, because I've had to spend time with them, mm -hmm. but having them there was so nice because it was just like, oh, I've got built-in friends, and coming home and not having them is like, oh, so I need to pour into my friends that I have here from high school because I want to spend time with people. Yeah, and... What you're talking about is being intentional. Like you can, yes. you can have these relationships and you can have these um, situations where you're like, oh, I have friends. But I feel mm -hmm. like just by what you're saying, you actually learned the definition of friends, like the real yes. true definition of friendship. And that's kind of going into our topic today, which I had a hard time figuring out exactly what I wanted to call it. But Mm -hmm. I thought it would be like the COVID college kid or the year of COVID um, mm -hmm. going to college. Because, you know, I remember my first, like, I, I can tell you right now what I had on the first day I walked onto campus, like the first official day I walked onto campus uh -huh. at Gardner-Webb. Because that's how mm -hmm. pivotal it was. And... Everybody was there, like we were all going in, my parents were in and, you know, they drop us mm -hmm. off. And, and I wouldn't say everybody because I played volleyball. So it was just the volleyball players, football, soccer, yeah. all the fall sports. But I just mm -hmm. remember that day and getting my ID made and how that felt and going to the calf and seeing everybody and going to practices three times a day in the training room, oh. like all of those things. And we had the mm -hmm. freedom of being able to talk to people and hang out. Yeah. So tell me, because you've learned what it means to be intentional as a friend and, and the importance of that. Now, let's flip it yeah. back to when you went to school. How did that like going into your freshman year? Did you mm -hmm. know because COVID when you were a senior, you did you get to have graduation for high school? We did, but it was pushed from May to July and we had to wear masks. And we did it in two groups instead of just one big group. Wow. So you had like a time frame based off your last name. So, and you could only have, I think, four tickets this year instead of like, they let us, they were, they were letting people have seven tickets in previous years, but this year, or well, not this year, I guess last year. Yeah. It was only four people per student. Wow. So even yeah. that was different for you. Yeah graduation so you um, was it would you oh, I'm sorry go ahead <laughs> I was gonna say would you were you looking like did you know when you hit when when COVID really hit did you start to think oh gosh everything is going to change or you were or were you kind of like mm, I don't know it might be different but it might not I thought it was just a phase and we would get over it and so like I just assumed that I'd be seeing everybody again soon. I remember texting my friends like, 
when this is over, we can hang out. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that it would take like a full year for us to um, like start to figure things out and have some normalcy again. Mm-hmm. And I was totally not expecting it for college just because I was, I, okay, there are times when I'm like um, so positive and optimistic and it's like, it doesn't have a whole lot of sense to it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of my times I was just like, Summer, summer will hit and it'll be okay. And so in the summer, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. And then I realized for the fall, like, it wouldn't be as easy. Yeah. Because you had to get ready for for college. Like, you were leaving and you yeah. weren't just going down the street or like an hour away. You were going a few hours yeah. away to college. So how did yeah. that look differently than you anticipated because did you have to pack differently? Did did they give you instructions going into school at Marshall to say? We didn't, we didn't have to pack differently. We just, um, we knew, like our coach had told us ahead of time, like, hey, it's not the year to be social. And she would tell us that. And it was basically like, there's no one you get down here. Like, you're not going to be with anybody outside of the team. Wow. So it was just kind of something you had to put in your mind ahead of time. So if you could think back, um, let's let's say we re- rewind back past finding out you're going to graduate in two groups and only have four tickets and things are going to be mm-hmm. different. What was your dream freshman year? Because once you got over that um, stress of, okay, I know I'm going to go to school or I'm going to get a scholarship now. So I'm done with that mm-hmm. and I'm going to college. Mm-hmm. Like what was your dream freshman year like in your mind? Oh, I wanted to just have the whole experience, like meet everybody and make friends on different teams and be social and like stay out late just because my parents were asking me to be home at a certain time. Right. I just, I looked forward to the, um, making my own decisions because I didn't, I mean, okay, so I'm, I was pretty sheltered. Yeah, I was <laughs> so too. I get I, it. I mean, I would say I was pretty sheltered and I didn't really go out in high school mm-hmm. and I didn't get to, um, I don't know, like I just wasn't super social. I was social through sports, but if it wasn't a sport, I pretty much wasn't there. And people didn't really ask me to do things after a while because they realized like, oh, Riley's not going to come. Uh-huh. And so yeah, um, I wanted to, I didn't want people to like see me that way for college. Like I wanted people to be like, Let's invite Riley or um, Riley's going to come and have fun. Like, she's not a killjoy or whatever. Yeah. She's not going to be judging us the whole time. So, that I wanted to um, have some more experiences. And just because, like, it's, I feel like it's a pivotal time to start making decisions on your own and see how you fare under certain conditions. Mm -hmm. And so, I didn't want to put myself in any dangerous positions, but I just wanted to, like enjoy college. Absolutely. And so these are, this is your like anticipation of, okay, this is my chance to Mm -hmm. grow up a little bit and see different things, do different things. And then you find out, uh, meanwhile, we're going to just be hanging out with the volleyball team, which you said you enjoyed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'm sure. I like them a lot. But going into it, I'm sure you were kind of like, dang, is this like the real deal? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of the upper classmen would be like well in previous years it wasn't really like this but 
Like, I mean, I don't know. So I I just figured that this coming year it'll be a little bit more normal because it was just even, like, not meeting people through classes and stuff. Like, I would see maybe their name pop up in my class chat or whatever, but mm-hmm. that was it. Like, I didn't put names to faces, and, like, we kind of watched, like, other teams from the windows and stuff. <laughs> I just got a visual Song of like passing. a bunch of a bunch of volleyball girls like p- faces pressed to the window watching football or soccer <laughs> players. But that's probably what you yeah. had to do. Yeah. Or like see them in passing on the way to in some places. So how do you feel like that affected your education? I mean, because you're, you're clearly a great student, academic, um, uh, but with only having online, were you a kid that kind of was able to succeed that way? Or do you feel like you need the hands-on or you like the environment of the classroom? How did all that work for you? I was able to succeed because I was like determined to get good grades. Mm -hmm. But I definitely know that it's a one, like that was definitely a one year type of thing. Like I do not want to do online this coming semester because I want to, I, so with my credit, I was able to already start having an accounting class Mm -hmm. um, the second semester. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I didn't learn very much because I wasn't in the classroom. And I feel like that's like, I would always enjoy high school classes because I would learn the material by the teacher. We'd have like discussions in class and for my accounting class this past semester, it was non-synchronous or asynchronous which means we don't have any meetings and so I just watch recordings Mm. and watch him go through notes but that's just not the same like I want to be able to ask in real time what is going on or be able to listen to other people's questions and um, sometimes it's just so much easier whenever you have that block of time to just focus on that because this semester I would just do something I do a class's work <clears throat> all in one day mm-hmm. and then I wouldn't think about that class again till that time next week so my brain was just completely dumb till the next time I opened up the book and I felt like I was surviving and advancing yeah. because it was just like remember it till the next quiz and then remember it till the test and then you don't really need it again and so I don't feel necessarily like I got lucky but there were just uh, a couple times where I was like, ooh, I do not think I could repeat that information again. Like, I don't know how I held on to it, but I did. And now that it's summer, I know that it's, like, all gone. <laughs> so you basically just held on to what you needed for the time, and then it was like, okay, I'm done with that. Yep. It was like, brain dump, that's gone, next subject. Wow. Like, does that – I don't even know – do you feel like, you know, because now on the news I've seen where they're saying that some schools um, are going to allow people to take the year over. And I don't know if it's college so much, but mm-hmm. I know they're talking about high schools, whatever, the whole school system. But do you mm-hmm. feel like if you could have your way, do you feel like you would be able to just repeat that? Not let it affect anything else. Would it be beneficial for you to know some of the things and actually instead of just learn them and dump them? Do you feel like it would have been better if you could just take it over? I think the only class I would want to retake would be my accounting class. And um, 
honestly, I struggled with econ first semester, mm-hmm. but I don't really feel like I need that as much as I needed my accounting class just because that's what I'm actually majoring in is accounting. And so um, that's the only one I would take. The rest were pretty much on the introductory track mm-hmm. or um, a skill that I was already pretty proficient in. So, yeah, that that's it. But I also feel like the teacher will probably recap in this next course that I'm going to be in. Plus, I'm going to have the same teacher. Okay. Now, are you doing summer school? No, I'm not. Okay. And whenever I was in school, honestly, most of the athletes only did summer school because we got to work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it. Like we might, yeah. we, we took some courses that would help us advance, but see that was pre COVID and that was an, a lifetime ago, but it was during times yeah. where, you know, you'd go to school, we'd go down on campus, we'd work out, we'd take maybe one or two classes and then we'd like work volleyball or basketball camps and the rest mm-hmm. of the summer you know, we were having fun, but that's, I'm sure all of that looks totally different because are the campuses even open right now? Well, they are like, if I needed summer classes, I would take them Mm -hmm. and I would be able to stay down there if I needed to. And, um, they like set up housing or whatever, but if I don't have to, I'm definitely not. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because I just, the, academics like after a while you just like towards the end I was like okay I just need to finish because I'm starting to lose my motivation like yeah it was just kind of a it was kind of a rough year just trying to stay focused and motivated because it it was a year and a half basically of online school if I count how I did uh how I finished off my high school mm-hmm. academic year and so it was just um you get tired of getting on the computer and having to look and see what assignments you need to do it was just like I just want to be done yeah and see to me it's so crazy that that's how everything is is happening where with I see it with my own kids I see it with Mm -hmm. students like you older students and I and for the world to be so technology driven and now yeah. all of the kids, all even people that work, you know, that have to work mm-hmm. from home on Zoom calls or stuff like that. It's crazy yeah. how we're so forced to do all this technology, but yet it is literally driving us crazy. Yeah. And like, I'm thankful, so thankful for my laptop and being able to have like Wi-Fi connection and being able to do it from home. Like that was nice. But then I started to like think back to whenever I used to go into school and it would make me so excited. Mm-hmm. And I see like high schoolers wishing it away, like counting down the days. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like yeah. I missed out <laughs> and I would do anything just to go back just for a little bit to get some of the senior things. Like, because there's so many special incentives for seniors and, um, uh, dates that were set aside for us to do certain things and we missed out on them and I'm just thinking like hey don't wish it away like college is really different (laughs) yeah so now do you feel like going away if you were at a school that was closer in college that it would have been a little bit more fun with being COVID stuck that's what I call it being COVID stuck or do you think it would have been kind of eh, no matter where you went 
Um, I think it would have been the same pretty much everywhere. Like I had a friend that stayed home mm-hmm. and um, went to college locally, and she said that she didn't meet anybody. Mm-hmm. And she also said that she didn't hang out with people because a lot of people would just go online and stay home. And she even was in a dorm, and she still said she didn't meet many people. And you're also confused, and I think I think about, like, times, because if they have, like, something in person, you're like, okay, well, if I go at this time, like, are people going to actually show up? Like, I just know that, and I didn't get, like, social anxiety, but I also started to question like is it just going to be me there if Mm -hmm. I like do something Mm -hmm. and um you also are nervous to like interact with people again sometimes because you're like how do I even hang out with people that aren't on my team right (laughs) what what do you do to hang out now (laughs) and were you ever apprehensive about hanging out with people because of COVID like being quarantined or getting sick Yes, because contact tracing is such a real thing. And and if you were to um, hang out with somebody else and bring others around you down and put everybody in quarantine, it's just not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I thought about it and I was just like, I would feel so bad if I had to make my team go into quarantine. And like in the fall, I did get COVID and it was just like, I didn't feel bad then, but I know if I would have gotten it, um, like, been the only one to get it, I would have felt bad. But mm-hmm. I didn't feel bad because I wasn't the only one. And were you super sick? No. It was, it was like. That's good. That's good. I'm just, I, yeah. was, I was thinking about you having to be away from your mom and your dad. Yeah. And COVID. Yeah. And, like. That's like a parent's worst nightmare, not even if it being COVID, <laughs> just being sick, you know, and not being yeah. able to be around your family. But like you said, at least you weren't alone. And Yeah, it was like having allergies. It was okay. Okay. And then you had yeah. other teammates around you. Yeah, our school handled it very well. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. So now that we've talked about COVID, your freshman year of college, um, how things were different than what you anticipated they would be. And like you said, this was like a year and a half in the making because COVID kind of hit during your senior year, right? Yeah. What do you say you will remember the most about your first year of college? Good, bad, indifferent, whatever. What do you think sticks out the most to you about your first year? The trips I took with my teammates. Those are memories that I made that I will cherish forever because even though our season wasn't long, I was able to just enjoy them and get to know them. And um, I went to new places. And I think that's pretty awesome that I was getting to have those experiences even while the world is not completely back to normal. See, that when you said the trips, that made me smile because I can remember being um, with my team just traveling. Yeah. And we, because you're, like you said, you're together all the time. And even with COVID, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's even more so. But I still have relationships with my teammates from like, and I graduated in 2001. So 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. I still talk to them. We share pictures. Like these are things, these are people that you'll never, ever forget. You've had the best of times, the worst of times. So making those memories, I'm glad that out of all the stuff 
that that's something that sticks out the most to you about your college, your freshman year of college? Yeah. Thanks. So I'm going to talk about one last thing before we go, because I really feel like this is, it's another link and connection that we have. So because nobody can see us, um, Mm -hmm. I have a family that's interracial and I have biracial children Mm -hmm. and you are Mm -hmm. also a biracial woman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me how that was for you, because I'm always trying to tell my daughter, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm trying to build her up. And I know that she's going to hear things from both sides. She has two different cultures yeah. that she's a part of and just trying to right. fit in where we live because we live in a predominantly white area. And yeah, it, it's just sometimes it's difficult and there's questions, but sometimes there's not an issue at all. And mm-hmm. I just, from your point of view as a 19 year old, um, from Indiana, how, how mm-hmm. was it for you growing up? And even now, how is it for you? Uh, so when I was younger, I was completely oblivious to the fact that I was like the only black girl in a couple of my classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I did realize though, that like when I was swim that my hair wasn't always very easy to handle afterwards. Mm-hmm. And my mom got me a relaxer when I was in the first grade just to um, like make my hair easier to handle. And I wasn't very good about detangling and stuff. So it just was easy for all of us. Yeah. And so then I was like, oh, I have white girl hair. Yeah. And it, it made me super happy. Right. And I loved it. And so I would continue to get those each year, but um, my hair never got past shoulder length. And so it was like in middle school or something when one of my guy friends pointed out and he's like, your hair is not growing. Like, why isn't your hair long yet? Mm-hmm. And so throughout all those times of getting my um, relaxers, I would get my bed ends trimmed and we went back to a bob cut a couple times just because, like, to shape it up because the back of my hair would grow faster than the front. Mm-hmm. And um, I never really thought much about ever seeing what my natural curls could do so here recently, but I was afraid of transitioning back to my natural hair for a while. And I tried once before in eighth grade but I just worried about what people would think because, mm-hmm. um, like, I I had a couple other um, like black girls around me in my in my grade and stuff, but mm-hmm. they were never in my classes with me, so I felt like different from them, and I didn't really want to associate with that because um, people saw them negatively. I think it's just because of how. Um, like I was raised differently and yeah. if you know what I mean like yeah um some people behave a little bit differently yeah they have different surroundings so my surroundings were not like that and people would make comments and say that I was like an Oreo mm. that I was like um black on the outside white on the inside and I used to like laugh about it and like just shake it off but then I was like that's very ignorant because just because I'm um, well spoken and I I speak like I am educated right. and I like to um, speak properly that doesn't make me white because 
are white on the inside or acting white because you don't act a certain race. Right. You can act a certain way, but also who is who is to say that white is the educated race either right. because like there are white people who do not always speak um clearly or they like to use slang as well. So it's just that bothered me. But I just I also didn't want to be like the angry black girl. So right. I didn't want to pop off or anything. So um I was worried about wearing my hair certain ways and didn't want to seem like like I didn't want to have fake hair because I would relate it back to the girls that I would see at school mm-hmm. and um, that didn't always act accordingly. Right. And I was worried that people would start to group me in and just generalize, like make a generalization and just be like, oh, all black girls are like this. And I wanted to represent well. Yeah. And I was like, that shouldn't have anything to do with my hair. Like, hair is hair. And I should be happy that I have these natural curls and that um, my hair can be big or it can be pulled back. It can be braided like it's versatile. And um, so I started going natural my senior year. Um, and actually, I guess COVID helped with that because while I was trying out my hairstyles, I was at home. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was able to gain a little bit of confidence in secret, I guess you could say. Yeah. But um, I... Like, also, I feel like my junior and senior year, like, I started to be more okay with, like, yeah, I'm black and I'm white. Like, because I wanted to pick a side for so long, and I wasn't, like, I didn't know where I really fit in and stuff. And sometimes it's still like that. Like, to Mm -hmm. be honest, it's still, you still have parts of you that belong to both, and you're just, like, not really sure where it comes from. But you don't always have to put a label on something is what I've learned. Right. Plus, if I'm both, be both, you know, like, yeah. be proud to have both cultures and the best of both worlds. And, um, of course, there will be awkward times, but, you know, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I've chopped some of the straight parts of my hair off, but I still have some in the front because I'm not completely comfortable, like, wearing my hair and, um, like, like a short it's not a shorter afro but it just it wouldn't be something that I would be comfortable with and I also had to like explain that to my mom because she's she's not edgy I would say but she's just always been a I don't care what other people think kind of person and I'm not all the way there yet like I've definitely made strides with my confidence and wearing my hair curly and everything Mm -hmm. but um I've I'm just not there yet. So, um, and I totally I get it. Feel that, yeah. And I feel that being biracial is just such a gift. And for so long, I didn't understand who I was just because I could identify with things on both sides mm-hmm. or, um, I would have all white friend groups. And I mean, I still do pretty much, Mm -hmm. but it's not always a bad thing. It's just who you're friends with. And so I feel like we put a race ahead of things way too often and label things way too often when we could just do a lot better and have an easier time if we didn't think about it as much. And it's 
not to say not to acknowledge it right. because diversity is beautiful and things, but I'm just saying that if we didn't um, worry about what categories people go into all the time, we could be more relaxed and not worry about trying to all be one way. Like not everybody's going to have uh, uh, paper, uh, straight hair. Actually, that doesn't make a very good analogy, but whatever. Um <laughs> Super straight hair, and not everybody is going to be built the same way. Like, yeah, not everything's going to be the same, and it's not supposed to be that way. And being able to have two different cultures is a blessing. It is because you have all types of people that show you different um, customs and different uh, music and styles and different ways to express yourself. And I just think that. It's not always easy, but it's it's very rewarding too. So, and I think the older you get, because I remember growing up with um, biracial girls and boys in my mm-hmm. my school, and yeah, it was always kind of like they never really knew where they fit in, and so yeah. I wanted to make them feel as comfortable as possible because you know you have black people that have crazy ideas and want to say crazy stuff and then you Mm -hmm. have white people that have crazy ideas and want to say crazy stuff and in the end the kid is part of both so it's like they need all of us so I I try to encourage my kids to just as you said you can have a white friend group, black friend group, a, a, com- a mm-hmm. combined friend group, but I don't want yeah. them to ever not want to be a part of who they are because where yeah. we live, white and black, like that's part of you. So if something mm-hmm. happens on um, where you're discriminated against or you're treated poorly by either side, you are part yeah. of those cultures and you have to yeah. love first. Like we don't like everything mm-hmm. that goes on but I'm really trying to teach that they have to love. I mean, cause that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to right. show the love of Christ. He wants us to love and do the right thing. So for mm-hmm. you to share that, and I know hair is big, it's important because yes, hair when, is confident. It, is, it really <laughs> is. And when you're little and you're like, if that makes you different, it could affect you. Yeah. So I try to tell, I mean, what you just described is kind of some of the things that I have detailed and talked with my kids about and just let them know, Mm -hmm. be you, love everybody, the best of your ability. Don't let anybody mistreat you, but love people and then love your culture. Because like you said, not Mm -hmm. many people get to experience dual cultures. That, yeah. they, that they are aware of. Like, I know we all probably have something else, you know, mixed into our lives. Right. <laughs> but yeah. where you're aware of, like, my father's white, my mom is black, my, you know, all of these yeah. things. And that is a blessing mm-hmm. because you get yeah. to experience things that most people don't. They get to see from the outside, but you're actually on the inside experiencing those. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you sharing that little bit of life. Cause like I said, you're not old. So, you know, you don't have that much. <laughs> life to share yeah. but, but thank you for being yeah. open and honest about that part and yeah. everything we've talked about today shows your growth as a woman from a young girl to you're now developing into a young lady and I really am impressed with you I thank um, you. when I was reading all the stuff that you sent to me it just it shows that 
you love God. It shows that your family loves God. And there's one last thing I want to read that you wrote to me um, in in the packet that that we have. And it really touched my heart because it makes me feel good to know this is a 19-year-old girl that I'm reading these words from. So I want to leave everybody with this and um, just... It just, it just blows my mind. So here we go. Why I do what I do. I'm playing volleyball at the collegiate level because it's a sport I'm passionate about. I didn't want to stop playing and live with regret. So I figured that I would give it my all and see how far I can go. I go to school and give my best in my classes because I take pride in making good grades and want to be successful in my career. My grades also contribute to my team's overall GPA. This part right here, the next part I'm about to read is like amazing. Because what I just read was great, but this part right here is really the meat of everything. I try to always do the right thing and conduct myself in a way that glorifies God and is a good example of Christianity to others. I long to be closer to God and I often feel like I'm failing at, failing at keeping him first, but it takes a constant and continuous effort. I also do what I do to make my parents proud. So those words, Miss Riley Winslow, were absolutely amazing. And I want you to always be encouraged in everything that you do, everywhere you go, because when you consciously make efforts to put God first, you have absolutely no choice but to be good and successful. Thank you. So you're already a step ahead of the game because you know who God is, <laughs> you know where he's supposed to be in your life and you are trying to do the best you can. We don't have to be perfect, but the fact that we're merely trying to do the best that we can, that just speaks right. volumes. So I just pray that God always touches your life and your heart and your mind and he keeps you strong and he makes you feel like confident and he just wraps his arms around you and everything that you possibly do, like everywhere you step, I pray that um, things just change and the atmosphere is, is just, it's just changed by your presence because he's with you. So I just, I want you to always remember who you are and who you belong to because Thank you so much. you're going to do incredible things. And I love you. I know we don't know each other that well, but I love you. I love <laughs> you. I've read your heart. I've Thank heard your you. heart. I love you too. <laughs> and I just appreciate your time. So, um, I think that's it for today. Like we have talked about all kinds of things. You've shared what it is to be a, a college kid during COVID times your dreams, your aspirations, your growth in life, and you're only 19. So I can't imagine where you're going to go from here because you have such a huge future. It makes me happy to know that my daughter can look at you and see a woman. Like, you're doing big things and you're not even grown, grown, you know? Thank you. (laughs) So I think what we have here, I mean... It looks like what you guys have heard is her real life. And until next time, I'll talk to everybody later. And thank you for listening. Bye, guys.